I take the bus in from the airport and I just, I like find myself like feeling smarter as, as the bus starts pulling in Oxford and we stop in front of some of the, of the old colleges. It's been really good. Everyone has a dream and some people's dreams take them to extraordinary places. David Simon is one of those people. Tune in every quarter to learn how a 50-something lawyer from the U.S. navigates the ancient world of Oxford College in pursuit of an MBA. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode of A Yank in Oxford. As always, joined by David Simon, partner at Foley & Lerner, as we categorize, not categorize, catalog his experiences getting an MBA in Oxford. So, David, first of all, welcome back. Thanks, Tom. It's good to be with you. So, David, you are at the halfway point, and we thought this would be a great time to for you to look back and talk about the last few months and maybe give us a peek about what's going to come up for you in the next series of classes. But what's your reflections on the first year, if I could even start with that? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good place to start. It's actually funny because I think last time we talked, I was, was feeling pretty overwhelmed and like thinking about all of the Emba that was still ahead of me and feeling the sort of the burden of that. And like lately I'm having exactly the opposite view of, like, oh my gosh, this is, this is going to come to an end before I know it. And there's still like juice to be squeezed out of this fruit. It is, I'm about actually a little bit more than halfway. We've been through week-long modules so far. I've had eight of those I've had actually in Oxford which is, it's been amazing. I've had a pretty interesting, at least to me, interesting group of classes where we've talked about a bunch of these already, but just that maybe cap. I took an analytics course, leadership fundamentals course, firms and markets, governance and ethics, a course called global rules of the game, accounting, finance. I think since we talked last, I had, I've done technology and operations management. Finance, I think was since we've talked and M&A. And I did the first part of one of my electives, which is strategy and innovation. So it's been a lot. There's been a lot of, a lot of material covered, a lot of course. Ultimately, you've heard me gush about this already, but I'll gush again since we're reflecting back. It's really been an amazing experience. My classmates have been terrific. I've enjoyed so much spending time with them and getting to know them and really starting at this point to develop friendships, which has been fantastic. I, Oxford is unbelievable. I feel so lucky to be spending time there and sort of soaking up that atmosphere. I take the bus in from the airport and I just, I like find myself like feeling smarter as, as the bus starts pulling in Oxford and we stop in front of some of the, of the old colleges. It's been really good. It's been really good. And ultimately, as I reflect back on a year, I, I, when we talked about this in our first podcast, and really two goals in doing this. One is filling in knowledge gaps so I can advise my clients better on kind of the strategic business issues that were they, you know, that they're dealing with. And the second one was to build out my global network and meet people and meet interesting people who are dynamic and doing cool things. And that's all been like a massive success. So I feel really good. I feel really lucky. It's been a lot of work. I'm actually proud of the work product I've put together and feel like, like I gotta, I gotta really enjoy the last 12 months or so and continue to get as much out of it as I can. David, we're going to get into some of the specifics in a little bit, but I, my observation of you through this podcast has been that you've actually achieved one additional skill set. And I don't 
you didn't list it as a goal, but I'm going to go ahead and say it is how to think not like a lawyer, because you have talked about the classes you have been in, certainly the analytics, and we'll get into that. But you've also talked about your classmates being largely other business professionals or non-legal business professionals. So I've really heard your thinking, I don't want to say evolve because I don't want to demean our profession, but I've heard your thinking change because of the ideas you've been exposed to, the people you've been exposed to, and certainly the classwork that you have availed yourself of. Yeah, it's. I appreciate that, Tom. And I completely agree. That's been I was thinking about this, where I started and what my goals were. And clearly this point that you've just flagged of like having a broader perspective on the issues that like my client CEOs and board members are wrestling with or should be wrestling with both has been a really like a, like something I didn't really target as an objective when I started, but as absolutely a, a huge part of the experience. I was actually in my last class, my strategy and innovation class, we watched a TED talk and the guy, I can't remember who the speaker was, but he was focused on this, this grand cafe, which is the, apparently the oldest coffee house in Europe and it's in Oxford. And his whole, his whole theory was look, that the coffee house was critically important to the development of the enlightenment in the 18th century when that started to really emerge. And the theory is it's right. It's you're in a, in the same place with a lot of people who have a high energy and ideas and you're bouncing ideas off of each other and you're learning from each other. The sort of notion of like big innovation, big ideas, it tends to be way oversimplified. It's really more building on ideas and building on other people's ideas and putting them together in a different way. And I really think that's been a pretty good analogy for my experience, just being around both the faculty and my classmates, people with very different experiences and focusing on the big questions. And my view is that the big business questions are really the big societal questions. There, there isn't much space there. The idea of like CEO or chairman as technocrat, I think just doesn't fly in this era. So the whole experience has gotten me thinking about a lot of different stuff. And some of the, I was actually just doing, as I was thinking about this, I was doing a catalog of some of the topics that I've written about or spoken about since starting this. And it, it's amazing to me. Like I look back at this and think what, what in the world, what, what, what got me thinking about this and what qualifies me to talk about this, but some of the stuff that's been really interesting to me. And that's been sort of st stuff I've been able to really delve into more stuff around the supply chain and the global supply chain, what that looks like, what changes have been affected by COVID, what changes have been affected by the Russia invasion of Ukraine, been a big topic. US-China relations and the sort of the decoupling of the United States and China has been something I've spent a lot of time thinking about and writing about and talking about. ESG, which I know is a topic that you are real interested in, has been a, a really front and center at Oxford. And it's forced me to think pretty deeply the theory and the practice of ESG. So I've dived into that. I've dived into human rights and the supply and forced labor, child labor and supply chains, some of the business ethics and kind of practical compliance challenges around that. That's been new. I, I think you're a I think you're a music fan, Tom, and maybe a Beatles fan. I, I was, I wrote a piece on the get back documentary, which was awesome and highly recommended, but, but 
focusing on some of the leadership fundamentals lessons I learned and how those were revealed in the documentary. So anyway, so it's been like a lot of that kind of stuff of topics I didn't really even know were in my in my purview. This has helped me expand, kind of expand my horizons in a pretty significant way. I did a whole blog post series on leadership lessons from the cover of Sergeant Pepper's. Ah, check that one out. I love it. I love it. Yeah. The, uh, let me kind of stay then on Oxford. And I'd like you to talk about, you, you said your IQ went up 10 points on the bus coming in from the airport. <laughs> and I certainly would echo that. That was my experience as well. But how did you feel walking around Christchurch Cathedral, the Bodleian Library, the Ashmolean Library, really any of the attractions, the physical attractions, the History of Science Museum, the, I mentioned Christchurch, but the Virgin, or University of Church of St. Mary the Virgin. How does that feel just walking around and breathing that air in and taking that in? And what does that experience, what has that experience meant for you? Yeah, I love it. It means a lot to me. I'm a history buff. I'm an Anglophile. I love the history and the tradition. And there's just, it's just drip. The place is just dripping with it, right? Every, when I stay in the dorms, I walk past the Eagle and the Child, which is the pub, C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien. And, and I think, no, I can't remember the third, but that, that, that they, that's where they met and talked about their writing. And I, go past it every day. It's closed, unfortunately now, but it reminds me of that. And I think part of what's been really great and, and, and what has changed the experience for me is being able to be there regularly, right? It's not just going and trying to see everything and do everything and experience everything in a visit in a week and a month, being able to come back every month or so and spend a week. And sometimes I do more and sometimes I do less. Sometimes I study in the Bodleian in the Duke Humphreys reading room, which is incredible. Sometimes I'm spending more of my time just in the modern business school living in the 21st century. But the ability to do both and to go back and forth is really, really rewarding. And it's super important to me. And I will treasure that experience for the rest of my life. David, let me ask you about some of the coursework you've taken. What have been maybe your favorite courses? What have been some that have surprised you? We have talked a couple of times about some that challenged you. And did you find when you accepted and responded to that challenge, it it gave you, I don't want to say made you smarter, but maybe gave you insights into thinking about your legal practice in a different way? Yeah. I mean, my hardest classes have all been the more quantitative oriented, not surprising because, you know, most of us went to law school because there'd be no math, right? Analytics, finance, accounting were all classes that I worried about and that were challenging to me, but were really rewarding, forcing me to use a different part of my brain than I do in my normal kind of day-to-day practice. And it's just, and I already see just assessing new clients or companies that are involved in some of our investigation work, the ability to understand better what the company's all about by looking at their financial statements is really valuable. I haven't found a reason to put to use my my foray into regression analysis, but I suspect at some point I'll be working with forensic accountants and I'll be able to ask a lot more kind of annoying questions of them as we put put analyses together. So those classes I've really appreciated and they've been harder for me, but I've, I think I've probably learned more from them. I loved governance and ethics. We talked about this for probably half of a 
prior podcast, so I won't rehash that, but that's obviously goes like right to my heart in terms of what I care about and, and frankly, what I do as part of my practice. I also really liked the global rules of the game course we had, which I think we also talked about in a prior podcast, focusing on kind of non-market forces and how they, how they affect the success of a business enterprise, uh, really critically important stuff. My, my, my operations management class was pretty cool. I did a, I did a whole process, a very detailed depth, in-depth analysis of how an internal investigation is conducted kind of step by step and it won't surprise you i found lots of inefficiencies in the way law firms normally do it and have some ideas on how to fix them so stuff like that has been great i my last course that i really liked was m a which was my first elective and it was a really interesting kind of soup to nuts almost like a mini mba because we covered everything from finance to strategy to integration and some of that overlaps with my compliance practice and the work we do with clients who are acquiring companies and integrating them. That's been a great one too. So that it's been a really good, I really like the curriculum. It's been both broad-based hitting some of the fundamentals, but also really spending time on some of these bigger, not traditional business kind of courses, but courses that really affect business in the world. And I've learned a ton from those as well. David, I'd like you now to reflect on your classmates. You've obviously talked about them in this podcast. You've talked about them extensively in prior podcasts, but maybe some of the highlights in terms of different perspectives, different geographic areas, different businesses, or really things that you're not going to get in Kerrville, Texas, or Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or even Washington, D.C. Yeah, it's it's really been, as I said at the beginning, a huge part of the experience. And I find, I think that the one characteristic that is in common that makes it all work is that people are just open and the willingness, and you think about it, these are like pretty accomplished, successful people with good careers and have accomplished and achieved a lot. And they're all putting themselves in this environment where they're vulnerable and they're taking a chance and they're trying to learn new things. And I'm constantly struck and just so impressed by everybody's willingness to put themselves out there and say, okay, talk in class, participate in these discussions, offer perspectives on things that aren't core to their professional lives. And they have to, they're learning new things and they're expressing doubts about things. And they're really curious about hearing other perspectives and learning. And that's just been you don't see that in, in normal life very much. It's been a really unique experience and it's got, it's caused me to, it's humbling at some level just to be around people like that who are so committed to learning and expanding and connecting with other people. Really just so impressive. In terms of some of the different perspectives, I think it's just been having people from different parts of the world and different backgrounds. We've got engineers from Germany and Switzerland who come at problems with a very specific perspective. We've got, we've got people from Hong Kong and people from the PRC who don't always share the same perspective on China's role in the, in, in the world and what's happening. And we've got lots of people from Africa I've talked about before who are doing incredible things in terms of both sort of entrepreneurial startup ventures and also socially impactful businesses. It's all been, it's just really all incredibly challenging, incredibly interesting. And as I said, 
So could we maybe uh, turn down the road a little bit and ask about your upcoming modules, when you might be headed back to Oxford, and maybe what's on tap through the end of 2022? Yeah, so that so it's actually so we've got two more modules this year. I do, and they're two really interesting courses that I'm looking forward to talking with you about when I get back. The first one's it's called Global Opportunities and Threats Oxford, and it's a special program designed to think big about big social complex social problems and to apply systems thinking to solving those problems. And so it's a workshop in a way. We're actually going to be focused on food security. Global food security is our sort of headline topic. And so we'll be diving into particular areas of that issue, proposing, doing some research, proposing some solutions, and working together with a group of people. It's also, it's actually both our cohort, another EMBA cohort, and then the, the students from the public policy graduate program working together on that. So that's going to be super interesting, and I can't wait to talk more about it. The other thing that's exciting is I'm going to Vietnam in December. Part of our program is you do a week, it's an emerging markets focused course, and you do a week in give your choice between India, Vietnam, and Peru, and I've chosen Vietnam. And so we'll spend, we'll spend a week learning a lot about business in Vietnam, what's going on in the country where the opportunities are. Stay tuned for that one. I think that, I think Coming out of these two classes, might we might have a lot of a lot of interesting things to talk. Any other electives that you're looking at? Yeah, so I'm taking my other electives are I'm taking a I'm still working on the strategy and, and innovation course that was split into two modules. I've got another sort of strategy, high level strategy course coming up in the spring. I'm taking a course on private equity. I think that's it. And the MA was my other one. So we have four electives. And so those are the other three that I have coming up in 2023. I want to maybe end with a few thoughts on fun stuff, but I want to start with asking you, were you in England during the death of Queen Elizabeth, the mourning period or the funeral? Yeah. So actually I was there the first day of our September module was the Queen's funeral. And so I was there, I was in Oxford. I actually thought about going to taking the train into London to be a part of it, but it was, it was a little bit of a mob scene, as you can imagine. So I stayed in Oxford and watched it, watched it on TV like everybody else, but it was neat to be there. It was obviously an incredibly historic event. And as the English do ceremony and tradition, like nobody else. And so it was really, it was fun to watch the pomp and circumstances, circumstance and see how, how well they pulled that all off. So that was fun. Any college dinners or other trips of memorable trips in the last time? Yeah. So we continue to do a different college, a dinner at a different college in every module, which is really one of my favorite parts of of the program. So we all get together and we go different places. That's been really fun and we'll continue through the program. One of the things I think, I don't think we, we were able to talk about this last podcast, but I was able to go to Wimbledon for our July during our July module, my wife came over and we saw a day of tennis at Wimbledon, which was something I have dreamed about since I was a kid. And it was a really, it was a really great experience. So that was fun. We still row. One of my classmates, Matthew, has been unbelievably dedicated in putting together 
opportunities for for us to row on the Thames, and we do every pretty much every module. I wish I was getting better at it. I don't think I really am. Once a month probably isn't enough to remember if you're the bow or the stern or the seven or the six and the coxes often yelling at all of us because we get a lot of it wrong, but it's a lot of fun. There's nothing quite like being out there in the river early morning, getting a little exercise, but just you talked before about that, that Oxford juice, and that's a big part. So David, this has been a great episode. I know I'm looking forward to hearing about your continued adventures, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. Till next time. Thanks, Tom. We'll talk again. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Yank in Oxford. I hope you will join us for another episode as we continue David's journey to getting a MBA from the Oxford Executive Education Program. A Yank in Oxford is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network.